Thanks, Santosh and Rosie. Hey, everyone. My name's Lee. I'm one of the ministers here. It's great to be here this morning, and a special welcome if you're um, new or a guest with us. Um, Now, I know what you're thinking. It is kind of ironic that I'm speaking on a passage with a talking donkey. (laughs) But with that in mind, I'm going to pray. Let's pray. Um, God, your word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. May we not treat your word casually. May we not think that somehow your word loses its power because it's in the mouth of a sinner like me. May we give all our attention, all our heart, as we hear from you this morning. Amen. I'll keep your Bibles open to... Numbers 22, and we're going to be diving into 23 and 24 as well. Um, Well, recently, we've just got cleaners into our home, uh, which is very exciting, big woo. Um, And after their first clean, we were both just so impressed by how clean everything was, but even more amazed at how they'd cleaned things that we'd neglected for a bunch of years. Things shined that I didn't think were meant to shine. Um, And I'm sure that for those places, those spaces that we'd neglected, um, it was nice to get some attention. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt neglected? Have you had that experience at a restaurant um, where you wonder if you've been forgotten? You see people next to you and you're pretty sure that they arrived after you and they're on to dessert and no one's taken your order. Or maybe at a hospital, and you're lying there, and nurses and doctors and beds are moving around you, um, and someone said they'd come back shortly, but no one has checked on you. Or maybe at church, you come and go, and you wonder if anyone even noticed. But even more so, what about with God. Have you ever felt neglected by God? Ever thought something like, he seems to be using all his blessings on those people and has little left for me? Do you feel like you can't catch a break? Work, relationships, health are not going great. And when you come to church, it's like God has stopped speaking to you It feels so distant. And maybe you feel like you're failing God too. You keep struggling with the same sins. Your Bible reading has struggled for a while. Your prayers are distracted. And part of you thinks, well, of course God is neglecting me because I'm kind of fed up with me too. Maybe when someone says to you, God bless you, you really wish he would. Well, this section of Numbers gives us some answers, not all, but some answers to the question, how do we know we're blessed? How do we know whether God is neglecting or blessing us? Often when we notice um, things going well in our life, we'll say, oh, God's really blessing us right now. You know, a uni scholarship, blessed An unexpected raise or promotion or new job with work, blessed. Engaged to someone, blessed. Well, Christian writer 
Um, Vanitha Rendell-Risner asks, a loving marriage, obedient children, a vibrant ministry, a healthy body, a successful career, trusted friends, financial abundance. Are these the characteristics of a blessed life? How do we know we're blessed? Well, firstly, the first thing we see in these three chapters is that God blesses out of our earthly view. This bizarre story of Balak, king of Moab, Balaam, I know they've got similar names, so it like gets confusing. Balaam, the pagan prophet, and his donkey, it takes place out of Israel's view. You know, eventually, they would have heard about this, but in the moment, they were completely oblivious to this Balaam character riding his donkey and attempting to curse Israel for a huge reward from Balak. While these God's people are entering into Moabite territory, above them they're being watched. And King Balak, having heard that they've just defeated the Amorites, a neighbouring nation, is filled with dread. Oh, did I just go the wrong way? There we go. Um, Filled with dread. And so he offers Balaam the standard kind of divination fee to begin with, if he curses Israel. And Balaam, he has this reputation in verse 6 for being able to bless and curse whoever he wants through his, his practices, his sorcery or divination or whatever. But God says, not happening. And Balaam realizes he can't. He's got enough sort of spiritual insight to realize he can't curse, God, curse God's people because they're blessed by God. But then he gets a much bigger offer. And he keeps trying. Um, and so then we come to the talking donkey. Um, and through the talking donkey, God stops Balaam. But again, Balaam persists with his divination rituals. Yep, which are on the screen. Um, and we didn't read chapters 23 and 24, but you get the sense that Balaam is still doing his work, hoping, as futile as it is, as it is, that he may still get the reward. Um, but he can only speak blessing over God's people. Out of Israel's view, regardless of what's happening in their camp, whether they're sick or healthy, grumbling against or praising God, sinning or obeying, they belong to God. God is with them. And they are blessed. Imagine when God's people finally heard about this. While they were grumbling in the camp, doubting God, wanting to be back in Egypt, God was so effortlessly holding back this threat. God was for them when they were against him. And we need to hold on to this truth. It's a truth that is throughout the whole Bible. Out of our view... Before the creation of the world, God set his love on us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Remember the story of the prodigal son? While the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And 1 John 4, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. 
If you're a Christian, you can look back and see how God has brought you to himself, into a relationship with him, to trust in Jesus, into his loving embrace. And I'm sure for many of you, it was done in ways that were completely out of your view at the time. You had no idea that that person was at work or in that moment it was going to happen. And so we're not left wondering in this life if we're blessed or not. We're blessed. Ephesians 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You know, what about our brothers and sisters suffering through persecution? They are just as blessed as us because Jesus is their brother too. Our brothers and sisters in poverty-stricken places like Tanzania and the Philippines are as blessed as us because they're God's children for eternity too. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And so we're blessed if we belong to God, not because we have or do not have in this life. True blessing is in Christ. Secondly, though, God blesses in mysterious ways. God could have just spoken these blessings through Moses, right? He could have maybe had Abraham come back from the dead or David from the future to speak these blessings. But God chose a pagan prophet and a stubborn donkey. And really, the donkey gets a lot of attention, but the donkey is there to highlight just how blind and useless this pagan prophet is. But in the next two chapters, which we didn't read, the blessings that Balaam speaks when he's trying to actually curse Israel, they're nothing new or exciting. He's reiterating God's promises made to Abraham and Isaac. There's a bit of an example on the screen. Who can count the dust of Jacob or even number a fourth of Israel? Promises made to Abraham and Isaac. Or a star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. Promises made to Jacob... Balaam can't do anything but say God is keeping his promises and encourage him to keep moving towards the promised land. Nothing's changed. God has not changed his mind. His promises still stand. He's still with you. But still, why encourage his people through a pagan prophet and his donkey? Well, it's not to get them to trust pagan diviners. It's not to get them to start searching for God's guidance in talking animals. But it does show them, and it does show us, that God can't be boxed in. He can even strengthen his people through the very people who seek to harm them. You know, it reminds me of Genesis 50, where Joseph says to his brothers, don't be afraid, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives. God uses the threat of Balak, the greed of Balaam, 
to bless, to encourage his people. We jump forward to Jesus. He uses people like Caiaphas, Judas and Pilate. He allows his own son to be crucified to bless the world, to offer salvation to the world. Not something anyone imagined. God can use what he wants. We shouldn't box God in. God can encourage his people. He can encourage us through whatever means he chooses. He can encourage us through dreams, visions, through preachers with ungodly motives, through books written by bullies, through music constructed amongst, amidst unchristlike behaviors. God can do anything. And the fact that God can encourage us, can encourage his people through a pagan prophet and a talking donkey, means that nothing is off the table. God isn't confined to Sundays. God can't be constrained. It can encourage us to notice God, to wonder if God is at work through moments, through people that we'd least expect. Even through moments and seasons in our life, that seem to be there to harm us. But having said all that, finally, God blesses us predominantly through his spirit-empowered word. Balaam and his donkey are out of the ordinary. And yes, God can encourage and bless us through whatever means he chooses. But God doesn't actually work like that. It's not just always completely random. Thankfully, God has a consistent way that he seeks to bless us, and that is through his word. God didn't use Balaam and his donkey, like I said, so that they would look for pagan prophets or seek out talking animals, but so that they would trust his word and cling to his promises. And I don't know about you, but I think sometimes it's tempting to hear of God working in extraordinary ways to seek out certain experiences or to think that the time that God worked through that dream or that bizarre encounter was somehow better or more spiritual than the average Sunday at church or our daily Bible reading or the conversation with someone about the sermon after church. It was God who opened the eyes of the donkey And then Balaam, and got the donkey to speak. And then later in chapter 24, the spirit working through Balaam to speak. And God opens our eyes through the spirit to see. And what does he want us to see? John 16, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. 1 Corinthians 2, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. God wants us to see the truth, to see God, to see our need for Jesus, to see the love of God. You know, the Spirit is constantly at work, helping us to understand and embrace God's Word as we read it. This is how God blesses us through the ups and downs of life we don't need more stuff being blessed isn't about ticking things off our bucket list 
It's about leaning into the promises of God. This is how God encourages us to keep going. This is how God comforts us in times of suffering and stress. This is how God sustains us when we can't go on. It can be easy to feel neglected. I've been there. I'm sure most of us have been there. But we all have the same Jesus, the same God, the same Spirit, the same Word. But James pushes us in the New Testament a bit further with God's Word. He writes, Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. We're encouraged to spend time in God's Word intently, absorbed in it. Now, this doesn't mean going to Bible college or knowing the original languages of the Bible. Anyone, young or old, those who have a disability, those who are neurodivergent, anyone can look intently into God's Word with the capacity that God has given them. God's Word isn't only for the academics. Everyone can go deeper into the simple yet beautiful truths of the gospel. God made me. Anyone can know that more deeply. God loves me. I'm forgiven. I have a sure hope. Anyone can know that deeply. Sometimes the most profound things I hear about God's word come out of the mouth of children and youth. And it's these truths that Christians, those who have the spirit, see. We see it. And we need to stare intently at it. We need to keep staring intently at it. We need to hold on to these because we're blessed. We can't get any more blessed. These truths getting bigger and bigger in our hearts, that's the blessing we need in this life. That's what's going to sustain us. The treasures we find as we dig into God's word are going to bring us more joy than any worldly treasures. But James also says blessing comes when God's word impacts what we do. There's blessing in following Jesus, in keeping in step with the Spirit, not keeping up with the Joneses. So to finish, I want to leave you with more words from Vanitha. Great families, financial wealth, and good health are all wonderful gifts we can thank God for, but they are not his greatest blessings. They may make us delight not in God, but in his gifts. God's greatest blessing always rests in God himself. When we have that, we are truly blessed. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that you've sent your son You've sent your spirit into our hearts. I thank you that even in those moments where we think you're distant or we're neglected, that you're not doing much, you're at work. Thank you that you're always at work in our lives to bless us, to remind us, to encourage us that you're with us, that we have a sure hope. So may we cling to those promises, cling to your word, live and follow them and Speak them to one another. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.